Hi, welcome to Bookie. To unlock more world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features. Today we will unlock the book A Way of Being, the founder of the human potential movement looks back on a distinguished career. In 1958, the American Academy of Psychology held a conference during its establishment. During the meeting, fellows organized a seminar concerning a severely mishandled case in the history of psychotherapy. This case concerned a girl named Ellen West, who was as healthy and hopeful of the future just as any other ordinary young woman before the age of 20. At the age of 20 years old, in a lapse of romance, she got engaged to a foreigner. However, due to her father's disapproval, her engagement was cancelled. As a result, she no longer trusted her own judgment and feelings as they didn't gain the approval of her father. Later, she fell in love with a student, which again was objected to by her parents. Following this, she continued to doubt her own judgment and feelings, convincing herself that it would be best to end this newly acquired relationship as soon as possible. Finally, she obeyed the will of her parents and married one of her cousins. Subsequently, Ellen completely lost confidence in herself, no longer seeing herself as a human being. She went on a crazy diet and took 60 laxative tablets a day in order to become thinner and please others. As she didn't follow the true feelings she possessed, Ellen later developed symptoms of alienation from her inner self and tried to commit suicide. Because of this, she went to visit many psychiatrists. However, none of the physicians either treated her as a person worthy of respect or as someone who could make independent choices. The psychiatrist later diagnosed her with depression and other mental disorders. Many even proposed suicide as the only option for her to get out of her current dilemma. After receiving such confusing comments, Ellen continued to see herself as an object and no longer trusted her own judgment. In the end, she finally killed herself. Ellen's tragedy was caused by the fact that people around her did not give her enough respect, and that she could not listen to her inner voice. Others did not regard her as a person, who could handle her own life and whose inner feelings deserved acceptance. If Ellen was capable of recognizing and being in touch with her own feelings, she would no longer base her perception of self-worth on other people's values and expectations. Instead, she would have based it on her own innate reasoning and internal experiences, therefore being able to achieve positive personal change and growth. As such, what kind of method is beneficial for individuals to achieve personal change and growth? The book A Way of Being reveals the answer. The author of the book is Carl R. Rogers, a man well known in the field of psychology. He is also referred to as the father of humanistic psychology and the pioneer and main representative of humanistic psychotherapy. Humanistic psychology emphasizes the positive value of human beings, and believes that people are capable of regulating and improving themselves. The mission of humanistic therapists is to create an effective psychological atmosphere to stimulate the innate potential that exists within human beings. Through decades of research on humanistic psychology, the author created a person-centered therapy method. The intention is to help people realize and develop their inner selves while expanding their lives. Moreover, the book A Way of Being is also Roger's best-selling work. 
The concept of psychotherapy that he put forward in the book has had a significant impact on psychology, education, management, and politics. In today's bookie, we will discuss this book in the following sections. Part 1, The Author's Experience of Personal Growth. Part 2, The Person-Centered Approach. Part 3, The Importance of Humanizing Education. Let's start with the first part of the book. What kind of experiences of personal growth has the author of this book Carl R. Rogers acquired, that made him embark on the path to study psychology? Rogers was born into an extremely religious family which had strict household rules. In his home, activities such as playing poker, watching movies, smoking, drinking, and dancing were not allowed. Affected by this oppressive family atmosphere, Rogers' behavior grew to become arrogant, isolated, and out of place. Because of this, he was unable to acquire close friends. He further lacked proper communication with others, and held an alienated and indifferent attitude towards people outside of his family. In terms of interpersonal relationships, he appeared to be an outsider and bystander. In middle school, Rogers started to crave close relationships, however his parents' attitude hindered this process. At the same time, he frequently transferred schools, making it even more difficult for him to make friends. As he never attended a school for more than two years, he had no stable social connections. He felt as if he was a loner who did not possess enough space in his heart to let others in. Because he could not experience such deep interactions, he began to feed moths in order to compensate for this lack of intimacy. It was not until he was in college that Rogers met a group of like-minded friends through his school's activities. They shared common interests on moral and ethical topics and all liked hiking, picnics, and swimming. This was the first time that Rogers experienced the joy of interacting with others. When he began to truly care about communication, he found all kinds of new possibilities and interests. As a result, he began to socialize more, began to date girls, and later met his future wife Helen. Through the deep connection he had with Helen, for the first time Rogers realized that the things that once seemed impossible to share, such as embarrassing and painful secrets, were actually the most worthy of sharing. Through sharing these experiences, he and his wife's lives were greatly enriched. It could be said that Rogers experienced personal growth, because he escaped from the cage of his family life that once imprisoned him. He discovered that interpersonal relationships provided care, intimacy and even love, which allowed him to grow and develop personally. As a result, Rogers gave up his previous religious work and instead began to study clinical psychology. However, his work in the field of psychotherapy was not always successful. Originally, he believed that therapists should behave professionally, that is to diagnose individual behaviors through various tests, data, and analyzes. Later on, during a training for clinical psychology graduate students, he discovered that actually cases could be conducted through private interviews. Such therapeutic interviews provided an opportunity for intimate communication, which was exactly what Rogers craved. In the course of the treatment, Rogers discovered that when he carefully listened to another person's inner voice instead of being perfunctory, he could bring about more positive changes. Through this method, the patient would be more willing to communicate about their own circumstances, because of the feelings of happiness, 
satisfaction, and gratefulness they experienced in the process. The more in-depth the listening was, the greater the positive impact brought about for the other party. In the book, Rogers shared the story of a case that had brought about a complete change in his therapeutic method. One day, a mother came with her misbehaving son to the clinic to seek treatment. During the therapy, Rogers tried hard to help the mother realize how she had shown rejection towards her son and the impact this had on him. However, after conducting more than 10 interviews, he still could not bring about a change. As such, Rogers told her that the treatment would end. Though, before leaving, the mother suddenly asked whether adults could also receive counseling. Once Rogers answered affirmatively, the mother sat back in the chair and started to complain about all kinds of difficult issues she had with her husband. Rogers became quite confused. Wasn't the aim of the treatment to solve her kids' problems? How did it suddenly become centered on an adult's issues? Things happened so suddenly that Rogers didn't know what to do, all he could do was to listen. Upon hearing this, you might question whether this kind of counseling can be effective. Can we solve a problem by listening? Well, after just a few interviews, the relationship between the mother and her husband improved. She no longer rejected her son as she had before. Instead, she became more open and sincere. As a result, her son's misbehavior also gradually disappeared. This event left a lasting effect on Rogers. It caused him to realize that in order to help the client solve their problem, the client should not be treated as a mere object, but rather as a person. Through active listening, the client can be guided to better recognize their own problems, step out of the cage of loneliness they were trapped in, and once again become a real person. During this process, not only can their mental problems be solved, but their self-development and ability for growth can also be improved and enriched. Once Rogers found that he could help people achieve personal growth through techniques such as active listening, Rogers went further into the practice, exploration and research of psychotherapy. He then put forward a series of therapeutic theories and propositions, which we will talk about in the second part. Today we are just sharing limited bookie. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features.